sitting in a room talking about things. A very loose sense of the truth. Liberal. With Bourgeois and Maurice. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi, Maurice. How are you? Um, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You've got. Are you feeling anything at all today? No, I'm here. I'm present. That's that is all we can ask for. What anyone can ask for. For really. issue two of podcast. Uh, no, not a podcast. podcast. What's it called? Glibral. Glibral. <laughs> Just heard the name in the jingle. Yeah. Um, so where are we today, Maurice? Oh, we're actually in. Um, do you remember Stig, our friend Stig of the Dump? Stig of the. Oh yeah, I do remember. Yeah. He was a book, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a book. Yeah. We're in him. In the oh wow! I wondered why it was dark and stank and yeah. We're not in the dump. We're not in Stig. We're in the book Stig of the Dump. Oh, we're in the book Stig yeah. of the Dump. Oh wow! I know sometimes the people when they say where are you, they expect like a sort of geographical location. Mm, but not that doesn't often come from. No, I'm from not. You. I'm not really keen on geography. No, but you are very literary. Yeah, so we're inside. Particularly with uh, fiction which is aimed at the young adult demographic. Yes, um, involving um, outcasts and uh, trash. Yeah, absolutely. That's me. Yeah. Um, So what's happening on the show today? What are we going to be talking about? Um, Just everything. Everything that's happened. Everything that's happened. Yeah. There's a fuck of a lot of stuff happening at the moment, isn't there? There does seem to be an inordinate amount of stuff happening. And I don't know about you, um, or the uh, the very attractive listeners at home, uh, but I have pretty much tuned out of the news because yeah. it's a bit relentlessly horrible. I've, well, the third time I heard Donald Trump's name repeated and said... In the space of three minutes, I thought, you know what? It's just not for me, mm. current affairs. Just mm. not, I'm just not into it. No. It's like a bit like a soap that you just think, you know what? The plot is a bit shit now. Yeah. I'm going to come back to this in a few years' time when I think it's better. Exactly. I mean, I said to you uh, a few moments ago, oh, should we talk about Tony Blackburn? And you said, I just don't fucking care. Yeah, I did say that. I did say that. <laughs> and that's interesting. And I know Tony Blackburn listens to the show. And Tony, I want to say I'm sorry. I'm not. This is nothing against you. You, no. But I could not give two flying fucks about that motherfucking BBC case anymore. No. And I'm sorry for the victims, but really, <laughs> come on, guys. Yeah. And I saw a picture of the lady who's done the report next to a picture of Jimmy Savile. I couldn't tell the difference. They're very, very you similar. They do look alike. Just saying, there might be a conspiracy. <clears throat> and also, she looked a bit like the old woman from The Apprentice. Hmm. Oh, the one that used to sit on the panel with yeah. Mr. Sugar. Yeah. I think they're all her from The Apprentice, the woman who's done this report, and Jimmy Savile could possibly all be the same person. It's food for thought, isn't it? Okay. Shall we uh, start attacking the headlines? Shall we dive in? Let's dive straight in. Here is the first thing we're gonna discuss. So the Brit Awards happened. Did you watch them? Nope. I tried to watch. They did like a two-minute edited version of the best of the Brit Awards, and I got forty seconds in, and, that was and it. I decided that my life was too short. Yeah. Because um, my life is going to be it's too short, you know. I haven't got much longer left. Oh, I didn't check the calendar. Yeah, I checked. Did you I put looked, it in? I looked at Google Calendar. I'm off uh, three and a half months from now. Are you? Yeah. Where are you going? I don't know yet. I'm really excited. Are you going to be like the Scientologists and get a planet? Well, I've already got a planet. Ah, have I've, you? Uh, I've got a planet and I've got a ship, um, <laughs> which is currently in the Arctic. On the planet? Uh, no, 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 the ah. ship is under the sea. Ah, okay. uh, It sank years ago. Um, but so I don't know what I'm going to get next. I'm hoping I might get a body. Because uh, oh, you don't have one. Well, not, you have one. I've got a shitty body at the yeah. moment. And what I'm hoping for is one of those bodies that go on the cover of Attitude magazine. 
that I might oh. just get just the sort of rotten corpse of one of them and I kind of in- inhabit that. And then, bit. yeah, because we, I mean, we've had the cover of Boys and QX, but we haven't had the cover of Attitude. So mm. is that what you're going for? It is what I'm going for. <laughs> But in order to get there, I do have to die and then be reincarnated ah. as a sort of Kendall. Kendall, yeah. yeah. Um, what? Oh, Brit Awards. Brit Awards. Well, did you I, watch any? No, I watched because when I was watching them last year, I realised how unbelievably embarrassing they are, and it's like watching um, something that's really embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, that's a good analogy, yeah. actually. It's like watching something that's near yeah, yeah. It's not actually watching it, because I didn't. No. Um, and I think Ant and Dec were there, um, and I think one of them wore a dress, and that was really I, quite funny. Yeah, that was funny. Um, Pam Hogg's friend, I saw, uh, came and did a bit of a turn, which was fun. Didn't Pam Hogg redo the statues? She did the statue, yeah. God bless her. God bless her. I haven't seen them, actually. No, we haven't seen them. Show. No, but what was nice actually was that on my Twitter feed yesterday and on Instagram this morning, uh, and I think on Facebook, I got invited to the red carpet of the Brit Awards by looking at the hashtag online, which did feel very personal and exclusive. <laughs> so you, you were invited to follow a hashtag. I was that invited would show you to follow of the, a, a, the hashtag of an event that happened the day uh, the day before today. Oh wow! Which is so lovely. That is so nice. Yeah. I think, as far as I'm aware, Adele won. It everything again. and it was weird because I think she said something like oh I've been away for so long and thanks so much for welcoming me back honestly I she been away that long well, I feel like I've seen her every day for the last six years yeah I mean you may have had your life Adele but everyone's still can I seen. a bit of a theory and it, yeah call me conspiracy theorist but I feel conspiracy like theorist. Adele happened I don't know maybe four years ago she had a big thing happening yeah then she sort of she maybe had a bit of a little break and she disappeared for a bit then Bryony Kimmings was very successful. Ah. And then Bryony sort of finished her show and now she's having a little child. sort of child. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Adele is very successful again. Ah. And I'm not saying they look similar, but... They're tag-teaming. But they're they're tag-teaming because they do often sound similar to me. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lovely, honest, upfront, kind of warm attitude. Warm attitude. Yeah. And sometimes I think hang on a minute, am I being duped into thinking that they're two people when in fact it's just Bryony's extraordinary performance art quality yeah. is that she's actually... Some costuming and makeup. Her, the credible superstar thing, it's not over. Oh, yeah. She actually is Adele. The whole thing has been a much, much bigger performance art thing than we ever knew and she's going to do the big reveal in maybe 10 years. Oh, Bryony, that's such a great idea. Bravo, yeah. Bryony. And bravo to the Arts Council for funding that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, thank you. And keeping it under wraps. Should we have another headline? Yep. Another headline. Okay, EU referendum. That's not really a headline. I mean, that's what we're going to talk about. If I say it's another headline, it should be like, we are going to vote in an EU referendum. I couldn't work for a newspaper, could I? No, you'd be shit. David Cameron announces EU referendum on the 23rd of June. Is that when it is? I think so. Let's go with it. Um, so... What's the situation there? How are you feeling about it? Um, I, well, I've been to Europe before. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope to go again in the future. Well, you probably won't, so. Um, so is the idea that we get to vote on whether we, whether Europe is just destroyed, whether we get rid of it? Yeah, I think so. I think the general vibe is that it's taking up quite a lot of space at the moment. Yeah. 
um, and whether there's a way of just making it more streamlined, um, perhaps just... Maybe maybe just put it all online. A lot of things are, like shops are now not having physical space, they're just being online. Does Europe maybe... need a physical space? That's well, the thing. Yeah, can it just be online? Is it one of those things a bit that, like you bring your friends over and they look at your CD collection Yeah. and, and it's yeah. actually... Or it takes a lot of space up and then they start rifling through it and you're like, oh God, don't look at that one because yeah. it's really old. And then actually it's really liberating when you get rid of your CDs and it's you're just running everything from Spotify, for example. Yeah. Could we do the same thing with Europe? Yeah. Get rid of it. Just stream it. Don't even download. You don't, don't need to bother. You don't Just pay it like... You could... I mean, I'd say no subscription because I think people... I think one of the issues is the money yeah. to do with Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe if we made it like a free digital service there will be advertising but you just get over that yeah maybe that's what Europe needs to be a free digital online platform I think so streaming platform yeah and you could do the thing where like you do um, give me Spain radio ah yeah so you go to like artist radio but you do it for a country and then it gives you sort of generally things that are a bit Spanish Spanish. maybe maybe go a bit to Italy a bit to Italy uh, sort of touch on uh, a little bit of France maybe a bit of southern France just a sort of general mishmash, but kind of introducing you to new things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and if you just want to stick with good old British values, you mm. can, that's, a, that's a radio station available to you. Yeah, like Ollie Murs. They'd just be like an Ollie Murs bit. Pure Ollie Murs. Yeah, Ollie Murs and Little Mix. Ollie Murs, yeah. Well, they're, a bit, oh, they're kind of going a bit American oh, now, aren't they? Oh, dear. Yeah, you really want just Ollie, Ollie Murs, really. On repeat. You know how, like, there are some, like... Um, so Drake, the American yeah. uh, performance artist, he... I don't really know any of his songs. Okay. But apparently he's quite cool. Okay. And there are nights that happen in East London that only play Drake. Um, right. Which is interesting if you've never heard any of his songs, I guess. Um, and I think that's quite hipster, but quite maybe people are into it. Maybe we could do a similar thing with Ollie Murs. We could just do an Oli Murs club night. Murs night, yeah. Early Murs. Yeah. An early Murs club Early doors for Oli Murs. Oh, it could be a club night that runs from sort of 5pm till 9. Yeah. Because I think that's what an Oli Murs fan would want. Um, and then... And they sell... Which doesn't even need to be that long, because I don't think he's got four hours worth of music. It's sort of 45 minutes. 45 minutes. 5 till 5.45 um, at your local disco. Yeah. Um, Oli Murs night. Oli Murs night. Um, there will be alcohol available... But it'll be sort of, you know... Um, Foster's. Foster's, Bex Light. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Well, let's do it. Great. Oh, I'm glad about the referendum. We really cleared that one up. <laughs> okay. Let's go on to the next one. <laughs> ah, okay. So what I've got here, Maurice, yeah. as our next issue of discussion is um, race slash diversity. <laughs> That's a good one for us to talk about, isn't it? Well, we're very diverse uh, podcasters. We're also quite sensitive when it comes to these kind of delicate issues. Um, I think we're going to talk about it a bit because the Oscars are happening this weekend and they've, well, as Rebel Wilson said, they're racist. Um, so that was one of the things. I think the Brits was quite predominantly pale-skinned people involved in yeah. winning the awards. Yeah. Um, because, which is interesting because there's a lot of non-pale-skinned people that do do things to do with music and art. Yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? Um, which I think some people might not realise. So it's just, I think that's what one of the conversations need to be had. Mm. Um, we're very racially diverse. We are. Yeah. 
You self-identify as black. I self-identify as black. Uh, today I do. Tomorrow? Southeast Asian. Ah, that's what I love about you. You can mm. never quite put your finger yeah. on it. Because as a, I guess, cis white person, yeah. I have the right to take on other identities. You do. And just do what I want with them. Well, you do. That's part of it. For me, I feel like it's all a bit like going to a costume shop. Yeah. I'm going to Party Party in Dalston, and you just say, today, Bob, I'm going to be whatever race I want. Do you know why, Bob? Because I can fucking afford to, and I'm going to do it. Because yeah. I can get that outfit. Thank you. <laughs> That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Well, I, I hope th- that it... Well, no, come on, I've got nothing to say. So. Okay, well, this is going to be a... This is going to be a, an interesting one. It could be a serious one. We might want to edit this bit out of the podcast. But I was going through the brochure of a, of a major London theatre yesterday and there were a couple of shows in there that were about, um, that were very much sort of black shows. They were about, they were large, predominantly black casts and um, they were both about, uh, one of them was about sort of black oppression in the 1920s in America yeah. and one of them was about uh, slavery in the 18th century. Right. And... Um, then, the, then I was going through the rest of the programme and there was lots of other things. There was a play from a sort of cool playwright from the early 2000s and there was just, just a few like kind of other plays, but they right. all were pretty much white casts. Right. And I, I was just wondering why, why did black people to be in the theatres? Like sometimes I feel a bit like it's a box-ticking thing to have, to be, have equal opportunities. But then whenever they are, it's not, not whenever, but quite often it's to tell a story like that but never just to be never just to be an actor on a stage no because I think the thing is you've got to understand is that black people um, are only in the past oh is that right yeah oh I see so the thing is that we can't they can't and they only really can tell the story that white people people feel a bit guilty about and sort of want to tell yeah exactly which is just to exist right now just to be like a character it's just living their life having their own experience of the world no that's not so oh I see I'm I'm so silly I never understand these things alright well I'm glad thank you for sorting that out for me it's a tricky one to discuss okay arts and crafts arts and crafts so in this section of the show we're going to talk about our favourite arts and crafts of the recent times of the recent times Maurice, what can you start us off? I, well, I can tell you that last night I watched a new BBC drama mm-hmm. called The Night Manager. Mm-hmm. What I can also tell you about it is I only watched half of it because my internet was really shit oh. and I just couldn't get through it. It had Tom Hiddleston in, okay. who you may know as a posh person. I've never heard of him, actually. He's was in, um, he's been in loads of stuff, okay. as, as mainly sort of... Uh, an English person. Okay. That's his sort of, that's his role. I think he's a bit Ralph Fiennes mixed with Hugh Grant but with no humour. Oh, I absolutely hate him. Yeah. So he's, he plays an English person being English in Egypt. Cool. And then that's sort of as far as I got and he had obviously a love affair with a sexy Egyptian woman um, who was a mistress and had a little dog but weirdly had access to some quite high level secrets. Oh. (laughs) Um, which she shared with him, and then she got beaten up. Oh, and I, wow! A downer when women get beaten up. In but it's all right because he was there to save her and have sex with her. So oh, thank God for that. The same day, because that's. Exa- I would imagine. I've never been <laughs> physically abused by a partner, but I would imagine if it does happen, the first thing you do think about is probably sex with someone else. Just well, they say, pick yourself up and get get back, get back on, on it. that horse. Get back <laughs> on that horse. That's what they say. <laughs> 
Um, so that was that. So I will go back. I'll tell you the ending next week. Okay. All right. Great. Well, that's exciting. It's a real cliffhanger for yeah. the podcast, isn't it? Um, I mean, yeah. But how about yourself? Uh, well, I haven't really been able to leave the flat recently because I have been watching uh, pretty much back-to-back uh, Transparent, season oh, yeah. two, um, and an Australian show called Please Like Me, oh. um, which I'm just obsessed with, actually. And what's, what's that about? Um, Please Like Me is written by Josh Thomas and um, his friend Tom, um, and they are two, I think they're real-life best friends, and it oh. sort of just sort of follows their life in Melbourne, and at the start of the first series, Josh comes out, and then um, Tom... What? As a gay? As a gay man. Ah. Ah, so suddenly you're seeing... Now. Now you're talking to me, Josh <laughs> Thomas. Now I get you. Usually, when it's a... I'm not saying I'm blind to anything beyond gay. No. But I have... I'm partially sighted. Yeah. That's what I, I see. So but as soon as you throw the G word in there, boom, That's you it. got me. Sold. You had me at queer. Yeah. You had me at faggot. Um, so Josh Thomas is, uh, it's just very well written. It's a oh, very, very nice. well written show. It's very honest. It's very funny. And it deals quite a lot with mental health as well. And I think it's very interesting as a TV show. That it's been described as a gay girls. I think that that's probably underselling it. And I don't think... And a bit... And reductive, reductive and limiting yeah. to, there's only one type of things that happen yeah okay well that's uh, have we seen anything live ah um yes I saw Ashley Martinez's show last week at the Soho Theatre which was uh, wonderful um I think she's an extremely funny woman and uh, for that reason I um I hate her because I'm so jealous that yeah. she came up with a lot of those lines. Yeah, they're very, there's a they're lot of very, great very funny. I think my favourite one was um, sometimes, I th- I th- sometimes it's just the way that we live for a bit and then die for a lot and then don't live for much longer. It just seems a bit pointless. That's my was my favourite line as yeah, well. That's a good yeah, one. yeah, it's very very good. Yeah, um, I went to see an exhibition Ooh. at the White Chapel Gallery. Arty, Farty, um, called. I've completely forgotten what it's called. It's about digital stuff. Oh, Electronic Superhighway, it's called. Oh. It was quite good, actually. Um, sort of... I guess it brings me back to the point we were talking about Europe earlier, mm. maybe becoming an online streaming Ah, uh, I think that's what's in your head. Yeah. Mm. I think that maybe that exhibition sort of helped me, you know, inspired that idea. Um, it's also... It's very good. It's just sort of stuff on screens. Okay. And um, other stuff. I mean, it's a gallery, it's an exhibition, do what you want. Can people go to it? When's it finishing? I have no idea. Okay, well, that's great. Do what, yeah. Do what you want. It's your life. Don't listen, listen to, to the podcast us. and then say, oh, I'm going to go to that because they said to. Don't. In fact, don't go to it. Don't do anything because you should, everyone should be original. There should be nothing that's taken from someone else. No. Okay, and on that, should we move on? Oh, oh no, there was another section of Arts There's across. another section of Arts across. Charlotte Church. The the iconic radical left-wing activist. She is. She, she is. Um she's doing a new version of The Little Mermaid, so I hear. Yes. Is it Disney's Little Mermaid? Uh, yeah, I think what she's doing is a um, kind of I suppose it's an adult version of it. Oh, so is it raunchy? It's, it's a sexy, saucy, I think it's sexy a sort stand-up of for hen saucy, nights. sexy stand-up version of Disney's Little Mermaid, um, where Sebastian the Crab is just one of her boobs. Ah. Painted red with some crab things coming out of it. Yeah. Um, don't ask about flounder. Don't ask about flounder. <laughs> Where he comes from. 
Um, and it's I think a one-woman show. This is what I understand. It's yeah. a one-woman show um, where she is really testing the boundaries of performance art by seeing how far an audience will take physical abuse and um, from a performer oh, okay. before they actually react violently. Um, and I commend her. Yeah, and it's at where? The Royal Albert Hall? Uh, in Wales, yeah. The Royal Albert Hall in Wales. Great. Um, and... Um, well, from what I understand from Charlotte, it's going to be something that we've never seen before. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to... I, what I understand is that she's going to be doing a lot of fake Jamaican accents for the ah, Sebastian songs. Great. That is wonderful. Yeah. Under the sea. Yeah, like exactly. That. Yeah. But I think she's going to go even further. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, that will help the issues that we've been talking about with racial diversity and representation of non-white cultures on stage. But this is the thing about Charlotte. She's not afraid to put her neck out there and say what she thinks yeah. set and call it like it is. There's not enough uh, white Welsh women being Jamaican on stages. Yeah. And she's making it a proud statement about that. Time for a bedtime headline with the Anders. Time for the bedtime headline. Bedtime headline very sad story we've got here today. Um, it's about Apple having its back door penetrated by the FBI. So sad. It's awful. I haven't even really gone into detail about this because I can't bring myself to. What's, what's happening, Maurice? The FBI want access to information that Apple has and Apple does not want to give it access. Oh, I know. So the FBI is... But to Apple put this has into, it. ...into layman's terms... The FBI is currently pulling a latex glove onto its hand and pushing Apple over a bench and gently pressing its finger against Apple's back door. And Apple Apple is saying, no, FBI, you don't have access. That's what they're saying. And Bill Gates is coming in the room saying, sorry guys, I know this is a private moment. lubed up dildo. lubed up dildo saying, (laughs) shove it in, get it out. (laughs) That's exactly what's happening. So that's just to sort of, so that I can understand. Contextualise it. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Okay. Um, I don't, I'm a bit confused about this whole thing because what I'm not sure is like, if the FBI aren't allowed to see this information, but can Apple already see it? I I think it's encrypted information. So they're not just like, we've got it, you can't see it, ha ha ha, like they've read it or whatever. I really don't know. Um, I mean, I think that is the way people... I think that's how big business tends to work. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's like, I don't think, you know, it's all this information. And um, I don't think the government should necessarily have access to it in any way. But also, I sort of don't want Apple to have access to it. Even, you know, they're, a, they're just as malevolent and sort of uncompromising and probably corrupt mm. as most politicians. So, But who will, then who will have access to it? Me. Yes. I'll have it. Give it to me. I'll look after it. Yeah. I might forget where I put it now and then. Yeah. But I'll always be able to retrace my steps the next morning and go back in that the various bars and go, did I leave the world's information data here? Mm. And they'll be able to tell me, oh, nothing's been handed in, love. But so, there probably will be, because now this leads me on to the bigger issue of the fact that I lost my wallet last week. Oh, God, that was very sad. And it was found in Shoreditch and handed in in central London. Yes. How amazing is that? That actually was like, I, as a general rule, 
I don't like anyone. No. I'm not particularly empathetic towards, well, anything. Uh, and I, when I found out that that story, about that story of yours just then, mm. I was, I felt a twinge. I, I, I thought it might be a spasm in my heart, but it was, maybe it was a feeling. I think you might have had a feeling. Somebody bothered to keep get your wallet in Shoreditch and go all the way into central London mm. and hand it in. Yeah, thank you, person, whoever you are. Probably you don't listen to this podcast. A free ticket to not our show. You can have a, yeah, call up the venue of your choice, tell them we said it was okay. And say they'll give you a free ticket. And they will do it. Well, that's been all we've got time for this episode. Um, we'll try and do another one a bit sooner than the last one. Yeah. But um, it's hard to tell, really. The thing is, we did do another one, but it was shit, mm. so we just didn't put it out. So we're quality over quantity, guys. So I think you can tell from this podcast. It's a lot better. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Have a nice evening. It could be the daytime. Have a nice evening. Clip or Two little freaks sitting in a room talking about things. A very loose sense of the truth. Clip or With Bourgeois. And Maurice.